Hey everyone, do you love movies? Do you like betting? If you do, then Box Office Bets is the podcast for you. With Tom Cunningham and myself, Brian Ortega, we'll guide you through Oscar season with our breakdown of each Oscar contender and give you our projections based on what the betting market is saying about each Oscar race. Make sure to check us out every week as we focus on a specific movie and break down its best chances to win right here on Box Office Bets. Hey everybody, welcome back to Concierge Confidential. I'm your host, Brian Ortega, and we are back for another episode of Concierge Confidential. So we are going to be doing something a little bit different today where I want to start doing this at the beginning of every month, what I'm calling our hotel highlight, where I actually highlight one of my favorite hotels here in Las Vegas, and maybe even highlight some hotels that maybe I don't like the most, but I might find good for you to check out while you're here in Las Vegas. So the hotel highlight for this month will be one of my favorites, the Cosmopolitan Hotel and Casino. So uh, I'm really excited to sort of jump into this series just because I really want to be able to highlight all the things that have to do with this particular hotel, whether you're going to be staying there, visiting, or you know, just walking through or trying to figure out what are the best attractions for this particular hotel. So I'm really excited to jump into it. I hope you guys enjoy it as well. And I'll probably try to get a little bit more feedback from you for what hotels you want me to highlight. And uh, we'll kind of get it going as, as the months go on. So again, this is the month of April and this is our first hotel highlight. And it is the Cosmopolitan Hotel and Casino. Hey everybody, this is Brian Ortega from Concierge Confidential, and this episode is brought to you by AO Painting, who have been experts in specialized coating, servicing Arizona for over 40 years. AO Painting specializes in industrial projects and are a one-stop shop for sandblasting, industrial painting, waterproofing, and much, much more. To see more of their work and to get a quote, you can visit aopaintinginc.com. That's aopaintinginc.com. AO Painting, where specialized is where we start. All right, everybody, we are back with our hotel highlight of the Cosmopolitan Hotel and Casino, and let's jump into it. So I thought we would actually separate these into a couple different categories, just sort of help us break it down. So um, the first thing I'm going to cover is who stays here. The number two thing I'm going to cover is uniqueness. Then the vibe, that'll be the third uh, sort of disclaimer or sort of category. I don't know why I just said disclaimer. And then the fourth would be restaurants, and the fifth would be my personal favorite, which I I personally think that I am the expert at, and that is bars and lounges in this particular property. So a little overview of the Cosmopolitan. The Cosmopolitan has two towers, uh, which do have uh, a majority of them do have balconies. Most of the balconies will be located on the East Tower or the North Tower, if you will. Uh, and that one actually is the sort of iconic one that sits right on Las Vegas Boulevard, sort of in a column sort of configuration um, where it has balconies on every single one of the floors. Then you have the one that is on the West Tower or the South Tower, which that one does have a couple of the city rooms, which those are standard hotel rooms without balconies. If you're wondering why the Cosmopolitan is one of the only hotels that actually has balconies, that is because when the hotel opened, it was our, before the hotel opened, when it was originally planned, it was supposed to be a condominium complex. And in the city of Las Vegas, if you are built as a condominium complex for residential use, you would actually be granted or allowed to have balconies. But the problem with the Cosmopolitan was, was that when it was 
finally opened, it had reverted its idea because the housing market was so bad in 2008, 2009. Everything sort of after the uh, Great Recession tended to not do very well in terms of residential use. So they flipped it into a hotel. And because they had already built the balconies and we couldn't, you know, redesign the hotel, it made its way through as a hotel in Las Vegas. And it is now one of the modern hotels in Las Vegas that has balconies. So one of the most, one of the biggest selling points for this hotel would certainly be the balconies. And they are 100% worth it. If you've never stayed on a balcony here in Las Vegas, definitely try it at once. And you'll see why it's so amazing. Just being able to go outside, get fantastic pictures of the Las Vegas Strip, and just really take in the air, take in the atmosphere of being outside, it really does change the whole aspect of your stay. So definitely saying that the balconies is one of the larger selling points of this particular property. Also, when we do have F1 that's coming here in November, this property is one of the key properties in terms of real estate on the Las Vegas Strip because you get the best views of the track from the Cosmopolitan. You see the longest route as they drive up Las Vegas Boulevard and then around, and obviously you just set yourself up outside and you're good to go. So definitely one of the unique parts of this hotel is its balcony. So who stays here? Who stays at the Cosmopolitan? So the Cosmopolitan, typically their rooms will run between three to $600 a night. Obviously there are times during the year where you can find it under that, maybe like a hundred, you know, 175 to 250 is a very expensive hotel to stay at if you're thinking of staying at the Cosmopolitan. The type of people that you're gonna see here are certainly gonna be a little bit more millennial leaning, um, a lot more, you know, new money, if you will. And really that's kind of what you're looking for in this property. You want something cool, you want something chic, fun, sharp edges very like steely, kind of cool. And that's the kind of people you're gonna see here. You're gonna see beautiful people walking around, lots of models, lots of um, industry like cocktail waitresses and also like nightclub hosts. Uh, they like to hang out the restaurants here. So just know this is a very cool atmosphere. You certainly wanna be you know, fashion forward, obviously, if you're gonna be inside of this particular property. And that's what you're gonna kind of get inside this property as well. You will be getting higher limits in terms of casino gaming. Think, you know, $25 and up, they do tend to have $15 uh, blackjack if it is a slow time. So understand what time of the day it is. So then you know kind of when to go gamble. Typically just know just offhand, it's probably going to be 25 and up most of the time you're staying at uh, this particular property. Um, you can find craps inside of this property for around $15. But again, you do have to go to very specific times. Anytime after eight o'clock, no matter what time of the day it is, it's certainly going to be in that $25 range. So just be prepared if you are going to be gambling here to bring your pocketbook, obviously. So let's sort of cover the uniqueness. Why is this hotel unique? Obviously, we covered one of them being that they have balconies. But also, it is a very interesting hotel in terms of how it's structured. So you get a lot of the restaurants, a lot of high-end restaurants, a lot of kind of all over the board. Same thing with the bars and lounges. But really what I really think makes this place unique is that they really are always on the cutting edge of trends in Las Vegas. So what does that mean? That means that they are always just ahead of when something becomes popular. 
So they were one of the first hotels to have speakeasies, which we'll get into that as we get into bars and lounges. But one of the first hotels to have a really cool speakeasy, like Ghost Donkey, like Sky uh, Ski Lodge. They're always sort of ahead of the curve of these things. And really, they're always having great events, great, unique, different things to do in town. So even if it's not like new to the city, but just the way they present things, it's very sleek, it's very modern. They think it's okay to be a little bit, you know, naughty, if you will. Just it's it really sort of embraces that aspect of the hotel. So one of the other things that they do really well and have really just built upon it every single year is in the wintertime, they have their ice skating rink. And their ice skating rink has become a staple for tourists, for locals to come down to Cosmopolitan, skate on top of a rooftop on the Las Vegas Strip, and just have a good time. It's good for kids. It's good for adults. It's great for like first dates. Um, I think this is personally one of my favorite date ideas is doing the ice skating thing because really everybody can do it. But it's not like over, you know, it's not overly difficult to do. Uh, you do rent the skates, obviously, but they really built upon it. And last year they built the chalet, which is a temporary sort of lounge that they have fire pits and they have, you know, you can roast marshmallows if you want. They have a nice bar on the outside, a couple different bars, and also a beautiful view of the Las Vegas Strip. So uh, I think that's one of their really great activities that they've really excelled at. And also in the summertime, they also have really great movie nights where you can do that on Mondays. So typically during the summertime, during Mondays, I believe the schedule has already come out. They like to play a movie at, I believe, 7 o'clock. And it typically is like something like Jurassic Park or something for kids like Ferris Bueller's Day Off or things of that nature. And you can get popcorn, get a blanket, sit outside on their uh, sort of uh, day beds. And just really have a cool night out that's on the Las Vegas Strip. So I think they do a really good job of promoting those aspects of it as well, where it really feels like a very different hotel experience. So it is important to note that Cosmopolitan was bought by MGM Grand. MGM Grand now runs the property. And we'll talk about this as we talk about MGM properties, that MGM International as a whole has a lot of properties. They do have to make money. And... I feel like they're the ones who sometimes may kill a trend because it becomes popular. They, they're sort of like the Disney of Las Vegas Boulevard. Uh, what does that mean? So they find a concept, they start doing it very well, and then they sort of overkill on that particular concept. So uh, sort, of, sort of their nightclubs, their some of their bar scenes, uh, their shows, it really becomes sort of a factory, if you will, of experiences, which again, they have a lot of properties to manage and it's, you know, a very large conglomerate. But what makes a lot of smaller hotels very, very unique and really, really different, if you will, lack of a better word, is that they have a little bit more freedom to really dive into some of these more unique aspects of their hotels. So that's one thing that I really, really sort of I'm nervous about as MGM takes over the Cosmopolitan property. But again, they bring along with them a lot of they bring a lot of resources, which is nice. But again, what makes Cosmopolitan cool is that they are really good at giving their marketing team, their design teams, really free range of things to do in their property. So for uniqueness, this is definitely one of the more unique hotels. It's definitely not cookie cutter. It's very, very different, very unique. And I really enjoy the Cosmos 
sort of style. So moving on to the vibe, again, this kind of goes hand in hand with sort of what you're going to catch here. This is a place you want to go out in the evening after, you know, at nighttime, where you get people dressed up, you get people all different fashion senses, you have Mumufuku, you also have SDK. This is certainly a place that I would say is a vibe. This is a place where you're going to go out, have some drinks, and then hop on to whatever nightclub or restaurant you're going to after. This place is certainly on the vibe level, going to be, you know, five keys out of five keys in terms of our keys level for uh, concierges. So I really enjoy... Uh, the vibe over at Cosmopolitan, I always feel a little bit more fancy when I'm there. But again, if I was going to say what should you be wearing in this hotel, you don't want to be wearing like a jacket and tie. You definitely want, if you want to wear a jacket, totally cool, but make sure it's, you know, a little bit more fashion oriented, maybe, you know, slim fit, you know, whatever you want to go with. Um, I like to go bomber jackets. Bomber jackets are very popular inside of this property. So that's kind of the aesthetic that you're looking for inside of the Cosmopolitan. So I would definitely say this place is certainly a vibe for sure. So moving on to their restaurants. They have a fantastic restaurant collection that really just spans a whole different sort of world, uh, sort of culinary world to look at uh, in general. So a couple of the restaurants that I would like to highlight are Scarpetta, which is one of my favorite restaurants on the Las Vegas Strip, especially when we're talking Italian. Probably one of my favorite Italian restaurants, but it's not, I would say, the most traditional Italian uh, and I never said that it was going to be traditional. It's definitely very modern facing, but it does have its roots in traditional cuisine, obviously. So it's very sleek. It's very modern, very New York. And I like that aspect of it. I do enjoy the cool New Yorkness of Scarpetta. So Scarpetta is definitely one of my favorites. SDK is also a place that isn't always known for their food. It's known to be very good. They have a really good wine list, but it's really known as being a spot. It's really known for being a place that people want to go, be seen, get ready to go out, get your blood pumping up a little bit because of the, you know, the loud DJ music and that's really the idea of this place. A couple other unique aspects of this particular property in terms of restaurants, you do have Beauty in Essex. Beauty in Essex is known as their other speakeasy, which if you look at it is a pawn shop. This is one of their first iterations of a speakeasy inside the Cosmopolitan, where when you go inside, it's a pawn shop. But if you keep going all the way inside, all the way to the left, there is a painting. When you go through that painting, that is the rest of the restaurant. This is great for group dining, really, really great for bachelorette parties, you know, great for you know a group, group of girls to go inside of. Um, this is where you find a lot of our industry models or industry cocktail waitresses. They like to spend their time here at Beauty Essex as well. So, again, Beauty Essex is a very unique restaurant for sure. Um, kind of specialize in American fare, particular, uh, particularly um, seafood. So that's certainly something to take a look at as well. Uh, they do also have Super Frico, which Super Frico is one of their very, very unique restaurants. It's sort of... American, Italian, modern wave for sure. Uh, this place actually has a lot of performers that perform around you while you're eating. If that's not your thing, then I do not recommend it because this place will definitely get up in your grill. But I would certainly recommend it if you want something interesting and new uh, when you're experiencing this particular uh, restaurant. So uh, that's just a couple of them. Um, a couple other ones like Haleo, which Haleo is a Jose Andres restaurant, which they are a... Uh, Spanish tapas style restaurant, which if you're into that, awesome. I'm not a huge fan of tapas, but I've had friends who've eaten here. And I've also had friends who've eaten at the 
uber exclusive part of the restaurant. This is sort of the ultra exclusive back room restaurant called E. It's just an E with an apostrophe on the top. And this is a very, very small tasting menu. Sorry, should restart that. Um, it's actually a very, very, very unique experience where it's only 10 customers or 10 guests allowed at the table. It's in a back room with the tasting menu as well. Um, I believe the price ranges between four and $500 for this tasting menu, which is served uh, in the back room at Eh, which is, again, a very interesting, fun experience. Um, I haven't done it because, again, uh, I'm not a huge, in terms of foodies, uh, I'm not a huge foodie, but I do have friends who have done this as well as um, friends who are chefs that have experienced this particular restaurant as well. So um, that's just kind of a rundown of the collection that they have over at the Cosmopolitan. Um, I want to just sort of explain one last thing because it's kind of unique nowadays. It is one of the only restaurants or one of the only hotels that has a buffet inside of it still. Uh, there's only like maybe three or four rest uh, uh, hotels on the Strip that have a buffet. And this one is one of them, and that is Wicked Spoon. Wicked Spoon is certainly a very elevated buffet. It's not sort of your mom-and-pop buffets of, like, Vegas vacation. You're definitely going to catch a lot more plated dishes. You're going to be able to go and actually get cooked-to-order dishes as well. Um, and Wicked Spoon tends to range between, you know, $35 and $45 for either breakfast or dinner if you're going to go to Wicked Spoon. But I would certainly say their restaurant collection is fantastic. I would say there's a very a very wide-ranging list of cuisines that they can help you with. And I would certainly check out their website for any more explanation on different things that they have inside the property. But really, I like coming here when I have an event or something that I'm really trying to impress somebody with. This is the hotel I go to just because I know the quality of service that I'm going to get here is out of this world. So one of my favorite places to go in Las Vegas for restaurants is the Cosmopolitan Hotel and Casino. So as we move on, um, I do want to point out a very secret part. It's not even secret anymore. So I don't even know why I'm saying it, but secret. Um, this is a secret place. It's known as Secret Pizza, which is actually so popular now that it is now, you know, synonymous with the Cosmopolitan. And the pizza's fine, but the reason you go to Secret Pizza is to be sort of part of the club. And we're going to get into that in the bars part of this particular podcast, but the cool part about Secret Pizza is not the pizza. The pizza's fine for cheese or a pepperoni, and again, it's fine, but the fun part is when you have to go up and you got to find it. Once you get inside, you're inside of like the club. Uh, if you're wondering where Secret Pizza is located, I'm going to tell you now. Secret Pizza is located on the third floor of the Cosmopolitan where as you walk up the escalators or go up the escalators, you're going to looking straight ahead. You'll see Jose Andres' restaurant, uh, Haleo. And then to the left of that, you'll also see Blue Ribbon Sushi and Steak. So right in between those two restaurants, there is a little corridor. And if you go through that corridor, it is unmarked. And that is Secret Pizza. So when you go to Secret Pizza, you can order the slice. If you want the whole pie, it'll take a little bit longer because they have to cook a whole one. But just go in for the slice. It's really great. And it's open late night. So that is Secret Pizza over at the Cosmo. So we are now going to move on to the bars and lounges part of this particular podcast, which is one of my 
personal favorites of this particular property. So we can't miss probably the most iconic bar on the Las Vegas Strip, and that is the chandelier bar that makes up the centerpiece of this beautiful jewel of a restaurant uh, property. So the Cosmopolitan chandelier bar is three floors. You can drink on every single floor. And it was designed that as you get closer to the top, the more unique the drinks get. So you have the bottom floor, which typically deals with a lot more well drinks, a lot more casino style drinks, if you will, just walk up, grab it, take it away. Then you have the second floor, which is actually sort of the secret part of this particular hotel and or this restaurant. I keep saying restaurant, hotels. It's a bar. So once you get to the second level of this particular bar, that's where you can order the flower drink. It has an actual name, but I always forget it. So the best way to actually figure it out, it is off menu. It is the flower drink, uh, and it is served as a gin drink that also has a like flower bud that is served inside of it. You scratch it on your tongue, drink your drink, and it gives you a little tingle and sensation on your tongue. Some people like it. Some people don't. You'll have to figure out on your own if you are a fan of it. Typically, that drink ranges between $18 and $22, so just be ready to spend a little bit more for that particular signature drink. So again, that is a signature cocktail only available at the Chandelier Bar, and you can always remember it as the flower drink, if you will, and again, it is off menu. But as you get to the top floor, that is when you get the more exclusive drinks on the top floor. Um, it is very hard to actually get a seat at this particular uh, property for this bar. And I don't know why. It's always so annoying. They go up and you're like, you just want to have a seat at the bar. And they say, oh, well, we have to wait for a reservation. So that's always annoyed me a lot about this particular bar is that it's really hard to actually sit at the bar. But again, I can't deny that this is probably one of the show-stopping spots whenever you're walking around this property. It's great for photos, it looks beautiful. Make sure you take your picture in front, the best place for a picture on the second floor around by the shoe when you're walking in from the Aria direction. So that is a chandelier bar. They also have the Vespa bar, which the Vespa bar is quite nice. That's where you can get a Vespa martini, which I've gotten a couple times. And if you have more than three, certainly find somebody to drive you home because it will put you on your ass because it is actually very delicious. It is very strong, but just know it is very, very good. But that is sort of their lobby bar as well because it's right next to their check-in desk, and that is the Vespa bar. We also have Click, which Click is part of the Click company, which is kind of funny that that's its marquee name. It's fine. They have a lot of special events in there. It's probably not my favorite bar at this particular property just because it kind of feels like you know they're full of themselves and they have no reason to be full of themselves. So I don't like to go to Click, but I've been in there once or twice, you know, watching some basketball games and... It's just fine. So I've covered those bars. We covered most of them. I do like to drink at the restaurant bars quite a lot, but actually we'll skip the restaurant bars because I have what I really want to talk about, and that is their speakeasies. My favorite speakeasies in Las Vegas are located at the Cosmopolitan. So hopefully one day I'll highlight them all and be able to show you my favorites. Jumping into my favorite speakeasies at the Cosmo would be Ghost Donkey. Ghost Donkey is located in 16 Block, which is their high-end food court where you can find like Hattie Mae's uh, hot chicken. They also have uh, David Chang's sort of a uh, of Mumufuku on the go, if you will. I always forget the name of that particular place. They also have a sushi bar. They also have uh, Lardo, which is a 
like sandwich spot. Um, honestly, these places are all right. They're fine. But the reason I like to go to 16 Block is when you walk into 16 Block, which is across from Holstein's, another great restaurant. When you walk into 16 Block in the very back where you have the booths for everybody to sit. And again, it's very small in there. So it's really sort of unique and fun to check it out. You go to the back of 16 Block and at 16 Block, there is a door. It looks like an exit, sort of like a... Uh, sort of like a closet for, you know, brooms and stuff. And right above it also has an exit sign. And in the middle of the door, there is a picture of a pinata donkey. So it looks like a donkey on the door. Uh, as long as you go after 7 o'clock and you push through the door, it's a push door. And as you push it and go through, you are now transported to the fantastic ghost donkey. It feels like an electric Mexican fiesta when you walk inside. They have all these sort of Christmas lights all hanging down, and they also have a lot of different sort of decoration that makes you feel like you've been transported. It's really, really awesome. They specialize in tequila and mezcal drinks. They also have a great list of different types of nachos. They even have truffle nachos, which are pretty damn delicious, if I have to say so myself. Um, this is a great spot, especially if you're on a date and you really want to sort of impress them or if you're here with, you know, your wife or your girlfriend and you want to do something that isn't a nightclub but feels, you know, unique and that you found it and it's yours, this is a really great option to have. Um, I've never taken somebody to Ghost Donkey and they were disappointed. It was always a fantastic experience. You're going to be there for about 30 to 40 minutes maybe, but just doing something that feels off the beaten path and not commercialized or anything like that. And it just feels cool. And this is why it's one of my favorite properties is because they do not promote Ghost Donkey. Obviously, it's on their website, but they don't tell you where it's at. They don't push any special promotions for this particular place. And that's what makes it cool. You find it on your own. It's your thing. And really, when you know what it is, it's yours. And that's why I really enjoy Ghost Donkey at the Cosmopolitan, and why it makes one of my favorite properties. So moving away from Ghost Donkey, one of my other favorite speakeasies is the Ski Lodge, which Ski Lodge is not bad. I haven't gone to that one as many as many times as I've been to Ghost Donkey, just because it's a little bit further out of the way. Uh, and I like I do like sort of the sort of eclecticness that they have at Ghost Donkey. Uh, but Ski Lodge is very, very cool, especially if you want a wider range of drinks, uh, array of drinks, just because they do have a lot more whiskey on the menu. They tend to have a lot more um, warm drinks, so like wintry tile drinks, because it's obviously supposed to be a Ski Lodge. They also have pizza on their menu as well. And this is also an equally cool place. It's right next to the Super Frico, or where Opium is, because that's their show on property. And... When you go inside, it's going to be off to your left when you get into Super Frico. And if Super Frico isn't open, which you'll always know if it's open because there's two people standing out front and big giant doors right next to Wicked Spoon. If it is not open, right next to those big giant doors, they have a regular sized door that has a picture of a guy on skis. And when you open the door and pull it and walk through, you are now in the ski lodge, which is, again, super, super fun. They do advertise this one a little bit on the outside, but never over the top, which is, again, why I like this property. So I do enjoy Ski Lodge. Highly recommend it. I do like Ghost Donkey a little bit more. That's the one I would go to if I were you. Let's talk a little bit about the negative parts of some of these lounges. So another place that a couple other Las Vegas influencers love to push is the barbershop. The barbershop is a really 
it's a fine venue. It's great for live music. It's really, really fun. But please stop calling it a speakeasy because the idea of a speakeasy is that you don't know that it's there. And the reason that I don't like calling barbershop a speakeasy is because you have to stand in a line to get inside a barbershop. If you have to stand in line to go to a bar and everybody knows that it's a bar on the inside, you've missed the whole speakeasy aspect of this particular concept. So again, yeah, you have to walk through a barbershop that has three chairs in it that one person is always getting their haircut. I don't count it as a speakeasy. Hot take. Don't know if that's a hot take by me, but I'm just telling you. But again, Barbershop is a really cool venue, really nice when you get on the inside. Live music venues are really hard to find. They have cool karaoke on like Thursdays or Tuesdays, one of those two tea days. Uh, but again, for me, it's not a speakeasy because you're, again, you're advertising it. Bruno Mars played there. We get it. But again, it is something that you can do over at the Cosmo. But again, not my cup of tea in terms of speakeasies. But a very, very cool bar nonetheless. All right, guys. So we've actually reached the end of our categories, if you will. Um, a couple other things I wanted to sort of point out is the nightclubs. They do have Marquee, Nightclub, and Day Club, which Marquee, Nightclub, and Day Club is actually where I had my 21st birthday many, many moons ago, uh, where I had a fantastic time, uh, gotta say so. Um, I do rather enjoy their day club more than their nightclub just because of how it's set up it's set up a little bit better for that particular uh, activity they have outdoor gaming which is awesome for the day clubs and that's probably one of my favorite aspects of the day clubs is the, the outdoor gaming and it's really awesome so they usually have really cool djs on the inside it's typically going to be a lot more uh sort of like top 40 style djs they've had a lot more they've had uh trap style DJs like DJ Mustard. They have people um, who play a lot more uh, house music, if you will. Uh, and it's a really great spot. So you also get a really great view of the Las Vegas Strip from the outside. And again, it's just a, kind of the perfect size of a day club. So that would be Marquee Day Club. And the nightclub, equally as cool. It has three different floors. Uh, mostly the main room is what we will be talking about. But that is going to be on the third floor is the entrance for Marquee Day Club. But again, gets a little tight in there. A little too tight for me personally. I don't like their table situation. Um, so in terms of tables, I wouldn't recommend Marquee. But I would certainly re recommend Marquee if you are like GA or somebody who wants to do a day club experience. They have great day clubs, cabanas, uh, experiences over there at uh, Cosmo as well. So we've reached the end of our hotel highlight, uh, which was the Cosmopolitan Hotel and Casino. If I had to rate this particular hotel let's just give it out of a five let's give it five cross keys i would certainly give it a four and a half i think that um it's very expensive to stay here which is why maybe why i'm giving it the half point but a couple of the restaurants uh what i like about the restaurants is that they're very open to having people come in which is which is very very nice um the only reason i take a half key off is because of the barbershop the barbershop stop calling it a speakeasy Let's give it a four and a half, four and a half cross keys, and that's where I'm leaving it at the Cosmopolitan Hotel and Casino. So that was another week of Concierge Confidential. We did our hotel highlight, and I can't wait to come back with another episode. Uh, hopefully, you guys stay tuned for when we go out again. And typically, we're going to be releasing on Thursdays our last night in Vegas part of the pod where we go out and experience something in town and then give you our feedback on it the night of. So again, 
This was Concierge Confidential. I'm your host, Brian Ortega. Remember to follow us on all of our social pages, which on Instagram, it's Concierge Confidential underscore LV. You can follow us on Twitter, which is at Keys to Vegas, as well as our TikTok, which is the same name, uh, Keys to Vegas. And of course, on YouTube, where we like to upload our shorts of The Last Stand in Vegas, uh, which those are also the same name, Concierge Confidential. So again, hopefully you guys come to Las Vegas and experience something awesome while you're here. But remember, keep it confidential.